All right, let's go. Welcome to Sunday Pour. We are back again. Uh, this is a Tuesday night recording. I uh, selfishly requested that uh, we record on Tuesdays because I did not want to miss, miss uh, Better Call Saul on Monday. So we can talk about that a little bit later on. Um, we'll wait. We'll keep the spoilers to the end of the show. Um, I felt a little bit bad. I figured you'd be hot coming in after the Orioles weekend. Um, I thought there was a chance, like, there'd be some good feelings kind of brewing. You know, maybe we were kind of taking care taking care of uh, the Tigers. Maybe Garrett Cole was mowing them down through seven innings by the time we started recording. Not the case. Um, but it is cold in Detroit. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the broadcast or, the tele- or, um, or on the radio at all. But, I mean, Johnson kind of for- – he forgets to score sometimes – doesn't mention the count sometimes. And he mentioned probably 700 times in about 30 minutes that it was cold in Detroit tonight. Aaron, Aaron Hicks has like a fanny pack on. Yeah, the fanny pack judge has like the hoodie underneath. Yeah. The fanny, the fanny pack is like the, the hand warmers, right? Like the, uh, the, the quarterback hand warmers. Yeah, I was uh, – I couldn't figure out what the hell that was. And I realize it's kind of like a little little pouch for uh, his hands, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't love the look, but I mean, you know, guys have guys have done anything to keep their hands warm in weather like this. You know, we used to have the those were those bags like you break up and you got to shake them. We used to have those in our in our pockets and stuff. Like it was a very cold game. Keep them like your back pocket. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Don't you think it slows you down if you're running around with that thing dangling? Uh, it's definitely awkward. I mean, just feeling it like <laughs> flapping up and down on you. It's definitely awkward. I don't know how much it would slow you. I don't know. I just figured Hicks would need all the help he can get. I mean, they love him, man. He's batting leadoff tonight. Every stat you see is some stat talking about how he sees the most pitches. He's like fifth in the league and seeing pitches per at bat. Well, he's being graded on a curve right now compared to a lot of the other guys. He, I mean, it's. He hasn't been bad at the plate. No, Hicks. no. But, I mean, it's, it's early. It's early for everybody. It's early for, I mean, it's early for the guys like Glaber, who we've been killing for years now. Yeah. Um, it's still early. You know, you don't, you don't make a season in 10 games. Um, it's just a, I think the, the problem is we've, we feel like we've seen this script before. Right. This isn't 10 games into a season. This is like going on over 200 games yeah exactly. counting the covid season the 2021 season yeah i mean it's just it's not good gotta shoot him at home got him all yeah, right that's two outs that was like the most accurate throw that donaldson <laughs> has had all season joe your show is bad 310 by the way <laughs> it's early 10 games will make a season i know donaldson's hitting 190 <laughs> he's got time to make it up i'm just saying one guy's making fifty million, the other guy's not. I mean, uh, Tyler Wade's batting like three fifty though. So I mean, well, Tyler Wade. Uh, I'm just saying, like, you want to start talking like stats and numbers from guys we let go. Who do you think has a better batting average at the end of the year, Donaldson or Geo? You got to bet your life. Average. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to bet my life. Um, 
I'd say I'd say a go geo better average. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's by de- I think that's I think that's by design. I don't know if it's that easy. It, it, I mean, Geo's not exactly. Donaldson's um, cooked, man. I mean, look at this guy. I know, but finished. I, but Geo could follow pretty easily, though. He's like Geo's not uh, infallible or anything. No, but I think he might win that battle hitting two forty. Oh, that's fair. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> right, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a race to the last at bat to see who gets uh, four hundred. No, it's not going to be Mattingly and Boggs in 85, whatever year that was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, man. by the way, for those of you kids out there who don't know, one of the greatest Sports Illustrated articles when, like, long-form sports writing was the thing, one of the greatest articles you ever read is a conversation that year uh, between, Bo- between Boggs, Mattingly, and Ted Williams. And they, uh, I forget who the, who the writer was, but they just sit down and talk hitting. An SI article? Yeah, it's like baseball heaven, man. They're like talking about how on a foul ball, it's like the one thing I remember. Like they're talking about how on a foul ball, you hit it right, you could smell, they could smell the bat, you smell like the burn of the wood. Yeah. If you catch it just right, and they kind of get get in depth, and like all those guys, like those three guys, just obviously two Hall of Famers, and and Madden was a great hitter. Um, Just, uh, yeah, it's, it's what this. It's the stuff that it's something like his baseball dreams are made of. If you're a fan of the sport, I'm sure. I'm sure you can find it online someplace. But very yeah. cool article. I tell you on uh, on Easter, right? I didn't. I didn't really do much. Kind of just hung home. Yeah. And had some of my in-laws over for dessert. Okay. Nice. So this is this is like uh, right after the Oriole uh, rubber match, right? Yes. Going into net Celtics. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have like my, my uh, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, two kids here for dessert on Easter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm like playing host dessert, espressos, all that shit. Now, by the time I'm able to get settled, right. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to kind of like do my thing. There's like six minutes left in the Nets game. So I get asked to play a, I don't know, some game that I declined, right? (laughs) Now let me take you back to like Halloween. I think I told this story on the show. We were watching, I had money on a Colts-Titans game, okay? (laughs) The game where Carson Wentz like threw a pick in the end zone. Yeah. Shovel okay. pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> good memories. And I thought I thought I had good karma on my side because we we're supposed to go meet up with my niece and nephew, Halloween and all that. Mm-hmm. Had money on the Colts. By the time I get to their house, Colts had already lost. Wentz had already thrown another pick. Right. Right. This time around, I get asked to play a game. And I just I respectfully declined because I wanted to watch the final six minutes of the game. Yep. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation because I'm sitting there. No one else is really watching the game. Mm-hmm. And the way the Nets lose, like, that's just like when you, sometimes when you're in public for a certain loss, like, I felt like the walls closing in on me when that happened. It was like anxiety, 
it was, and you have to like tell yourself like there's people around. Like usually when your team loses a big game, it's like late at night. Yeah. So you're by yourself. Yes. Yeah. Around other people, like no one saw what happened. So I like just ch- turned the channel quick, and I just like went silent. Cause my thing is like even if there's nobody around, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a screamer. I don't punch shit. I don't bang shit. What I do is I'll just like, I'll like sink into the couch and like just like become one with it. Just be miserable and try and disappear, try and fade away from life. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my point is, even if I try and do the right thing, or even if, even if I don't do the right thing, like karma is never on my side. But tonight, have my niece and nephew here ask me to play a game during the first inning of the Yankee game. D- decided to play. Donaldson pop up dropped. <laughs> All right. I did the I did the you know responsible thing. Oh, don't worry about the game. Play, play Skippo. Skippo. And we got two runs out of it, which is the different. It's something. Every game now with kids, it's all different. It's it's like Skippo extreme. Like everything, they got to make the rules more complicated and shit. Skippo, Remember playing Skippo? Is that the like, one you kind of like Uno? Oh no, I thought Skippo was the one you put around your ankle and you had to like whip it around and jump over it. No, not, what was what was that called? <laughs> I don't know. That's not Skippo. <laughs> I never heard of Skippo. It's a card game. It's it's just like Uno. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So I like to say I'll take credit for the Donaldson uh, drop right. pop up. Let me ask you a question: When you are when you decline to play a game on e- on Easter, a family game on Easter, do you, <laughs> do you catch any like resentment? I don't mean like from anybody. You don't have to like name names or point fingers. Like anybody give you a little resentment? Because my concern was when you were telling that story was like you had like non-basketball fans rooting against you because you refused to play the game, to watch the game. So they'd be rooting against your team just out of spite. I might, maybe that's just a thing that maybe you or I would do. <laughs> um, yeah, right. No, I don't think there's any resentment. I, okay. I think if anybody can get away with not playing a game, it's me. And, and the thing about, like, I mean, this is uh, – whenever there's kids involved playing a game, man, it's fucking forever. It is fucking <laughs> forever. Okay? It's, it's, it's like a fucking Yankee-Red Sox four-hour affair. You got to have some, – somebody's got to take the lead. If you got kids playing, you got to have somebody in charge take the lead. Because kids can't – they don't stay in their seats. Right. They don't pay attention. They don't fo- – they're not – I mean, they'll follow the rules, but you got to be on top of them. So, basically, the guy who's running the show, like, you know, you got to be a skippo expert. And the, and the – I don't even know if what game it was. But in the worst-case scenario, the worst-case scenario is when you do decide to play and then you get into it and the kids aren't, and it's like, now nah, I'm invested. You know? <laughs> like, let's go. I want to win now. You get your ass in your seat and sit down. Take this whooping. Uh, yeah, so I kind of feel partly responsible for the Nets loss because I declined the game. And, uh, yeah, there's a certain um, – I don't know. There's just certain losses that uh, – like, what am I, I – I, I, you know, you can't be around people. Sometimes because yeah, people see the thing is people don't understand this lifestyle. Yeah. Like living and dying over stupid games that yeah. like, I can't even, it's not even like you could explain it to somebody in the moment. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's a lifetime, invested lifetime in, in these teams. And just you, you've been, it's in your blood. Like it's just, it's, you've, you've been doing this for so long. You've been a Nets fan for so long. You've been a Yankee fan for so long. Like, yeah, I can't explain, like, it's so stupid how invested I am in the Yankees. Uh, for much shit as we talk about this team and how many complaints we have about this team, all I want to do is see them fucking win. That's all I want to see is the Yankees win. That's all I want. Yeah. And, you know, I just, it's, you get so pissed off. You get so invested. And, like, same thing. Like, it's 10 games. And still, like, the games I'm able to sit down and, like, take the time to watch, I'm, like, on the edge of my seat, like, like it's October. I'm, I'm getting frustrated. And they, they put like, – every day they put the fucking lineup out, and it is – it takes years off my life, I'm sure of it, just looking at the lineup card every day. Because I'm sitting there going, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, why are you – what are you thinking? Like, oh, why, yeah. It's, and, it, and it's I'm, – because I'm so invested, and it, it, it makes no sense. It's irrational on, on almost every level. It's irrational to think that Aaron Boone or New York Yankees or Cashman or, you know, Joey Gallo give a shit what I think. Um, they don't. <laughs> but, like, it's, it, it's just I, – I hear you, man. It doesn't make – it does not make any sense, but it's just who we are. Right. And, but taking an actual gut punch. Oh, you know, it's a hated team like the Celtics in the playoffs. It's, you know, that's in mixed company and then having yeah. to still like, like not skip a beat and still kind of play host is a challenge. Cause did like get, my blood is boiling. Did you get some recovery time at least? Um, do you count going in the back and like hitting the weed pen as? Well, that's something. That's <laughs> which is what I would have been doing if they had won too. For the right, record, but, but it's much different, though. All right. Yeah. No. Um, there's just yeah. There's just certain times when like your 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 team loses, and that was obviously like an extreme scenario because it's the playoffs and it's a, yeah. that buzzer beater was like something out of a corny fucking sports movie. You ever see like? This, when they have like a layup at buzzer beater or something. And like, that would never happen. Like a broken play where a guy's like a slam dunk at the buzzer. You always see yeah. those in movies. Like that's <laughs> what that play felt like. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. It was a Disney ending. Disney, yeah, it was a little Disney-esque. Um, but yeah, just uh, having, having to act like nothing. Cause you can't act like a baby. You can't like, no. Gotta be a man and just kind of suck it up. So I did it the best way I knew how. I changed the channel before anyone knew what happened, and I put on baseball tonight. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> it is yeah, smart. I'm trying to think. I've been there. I'm sure I've been there with losses. I'm sure I've been there with the Yankee losses. I can't pinpoint specific ones. Like with it's it's a, it's a unique scenario because usually they're at night. Like it's on like a Wednesday night and you're by yourself. Sure. Sure. But like if I'm visiting main laws and stuff, like I've always, I'm always kind of hijacking the TV for whatever games they they have on, and if it's a big one, I've watched big games over there. Like and you're I mean, the only person who gives a shit, and you kind of um, like yeah. yeah. And something happens, and it like cuts you inside, and you can't really like express yeah. yourself. No, I've lost like I've 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 also like won bets, and I've and I've been losing bets like, and like but both ways, like you just can't you can't show any emotion. You got to be a stone. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah, win or lose, you got to kind of just handle your business. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I remember there's I certain f- ones that test your that test you though. I faded I faded my brother in law one time and he was getting killed and I was winning and I it's like you know you can't say you can't say anything. <laughs> no, no, that's part of the game. You got to fade because then if you do say something, then the fade kind of goes out the window. That's true. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I have it. Yeah. I'm I'm just waiting for the next opportunity. Really. At this point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Um, I don't know. Are you going to play the game next time? Like four minutes left in a playoff game? Like you can't play the game. I, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't play the game. I, I don't think you did the wrong thing, though. That's the thing. Like you're blaming karma, but I don't think you did the wrong thing. Well, no. I, I, I think I'm fucked either way because I told you I did the right thing with the Carson Wentz game, and I still got screwed. So, I don't know. Karma just – maybe yeah, there's no such said, thing. But then you said tonight you played the game and uh, you got the Donaldson bloop. That's true. Everything's in the game right now. That is true. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it was tough because it's like six minutes left and I really hadn't had a chance to watch all that much of the game, even though it was on. It's like I, I saw an opportunity where people were doing something else and I can go do my own thing. Yeah, it's like I kind of just have to – I kind of just had to take it. Mm-hmm. Burn, got, you know, got burned. Well, Fucking hope, Easter. Hope just, just, don't have, just don't have anybody over tomorrow night. No, nah, no one will be over tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but no one will be over. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll make your misery a lot easier to handle. Yeah. Plus, uh, I have the Yankees on, so it's like it's back in it, – it's hard for me not to watch the Yankees. Like, it's, it's hard for me not to have the Yankees – to completely ignore a Yankee game. Although Miguel Castro coming in, this would probably be a perfect time. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the shoot of like to drop with this guy, like because like all Mets fans have talked about is how bad he is. And as much as I want to believe, like this guy just have a career year, like at some point he's gonna be Miguel Castro. Hope is tonight twenty eight nine degrees over. It is hopefully not tonight. I do like rock and short sleeves though. Yeah, that is that is pretty baller. He's got a big wad in. I don't know what that is. It's big league chew, regular chew, but. He does look ready to go. Uh, that gum, if it's like a big thing of gum, I don't know if I can do that. Like be, if I just took a wrong step, I'd be fucking choking that thing. It'd be wad in your cheek like that. If I just kind of yeah, I mean, up. I would take like I would take like a, a decent size of a big league chew, but it would never be like enough where like my cheek was fucking sticking out <laughs> like that. I, you know, enough to like blow a bubble a little bit. Seed, you take a seeds onto the field. Are you a seeds guy or just in the dugout? No, I've taken seeds onto the field. Yeah, yeah, good. That's another yeah. one though. If you put too many in, if you pop too many in there, and you gotta make a sudden movement, you're gonna you're choking on seeds. No, nah, yeah, you gotta you gotta know. Yeah, but you gotta have a good seed ratio. Not sure. Who's a big seed guy in the, in the league these days? I don't know if I've seen any guy on the bench. Yeah, I don't know if guys bring seeds into the field though. I, I mean, they they have like unlimited, an uh, unlimited uh, amount of seeds in the dugout. Man, it's you like, always yeah. see you always see like big packages of was it David? Is that the brand? David's oh, yeah, just hanging around. Yeah, yep. One it's of the like, coolest things. That is that is probably the coolest thing about being a big leader is unlimited seeds. They they have just those little concession stands on on steroids in the in the dugout. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's great. 
Ah, the dream is dead. I was, you know, I realized like certain things, I don't know how to put this. Like, I don't like feel old. Like it's ridiculous to say I feel old because of this, but you, you realize the boat has passed on certain things. Like the, the chances of something happening is not going to happen. And now yeah. the boat had passed on this years ago, obviously, but like Miguel Cabrera is going for his 3000th hit. He's four away. And like, ah, oh, Miguel Cabrera turned 39 years old yesterday. And, they, you know, here he is four hits away from 3,000. I'm like, I'm 39. I'm not going to ever hit 3,000 hits. I'm not ever going to get 3,000 hits. That was like one of those dreams. Those crazy dreams you had when you were a kid. 3,000? Yeah, why don't you hit me? It'd be 3,000 hits, man. It was a great. You had some lofty goals. Oh, if I got there, I wanted to be, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to be a slouch if I got there. Why stop at three? Go for four. <laughs> well, I'll worry about Pete Rose and Ty Cobb when I get there. <laughs> but 3,000 is a ton of hits, man. I mean. It's a lot. Jesus. Like just 10 years of 200 hits, and that's like really good. You're, not, you're still 1,000 away. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, it's, you got to average 200 for 15 years just yeah. to get there. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Cabrera is at the, at the, at the very precipice of 3,000. 500 home runs. I think he's like, I think his next double is a 600th double. God, that thing is monstrous. Yeah, it is. Waste, man. Oh, big, my God. That's a big fanny pack. <laughs> that is huge. That looks like he's, that looks like an apron. Like he's taking change or something, like an old timey bar. Yeah, dude. When I first saw him make a play tonight, I was like thrown back. I was like, what is that? And I was like, all right, I assume it's for his hands, but still, it's huge. Yeah, it's gotta be. You hurt yourself diving for a fucking ball in the gap. I think it's only thirty-four there. It is cold. Yeah, I saw it was in the late, the high thirties. Be colder tomorrow night. Is Detroit? Uh, is Detroit considered the Midwest? Mm, no, I don't think it's the Midwest. Is it considered like the North? Where? What what does the Midwest consist of? Like obviously Illinois, Indiana, Iowa. Yeah, I wonder where it ends exactly. Like is Milwaukee considered the Midwest? Maybe. I I don't know if Detroit. I don't think Detroit is to me. To me, it's not. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I need like a Midwest guy. I need I need a Chicago guy to tell me. Yeah, exactly I'm sure that, where the boundaries yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, they have their exact boundaries. It's gonna, yeah, like any other. Oh boundary. yeah, it's very precise. Yeah, you know, got guys have it down to the zip code. I'm sure. <laughs> In certain places. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get a Midwest guy on as a guest for five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> break down exactly where the Midwest is. All right, we'll break that down. We'll, 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 see, we'll try and get some answers in the Midwest. <laughs> um, let's see. what I had a lot of notes written down that I left at work. I had a lot of anti-Yankee notes written down. I could probably remember a few of them. Oh, we, lead the AL, we lead the AL and uh, ground it into double plays. That's, well, yeah. See, no, it's not a new season. It's just the old seasons continuing. Uh, what was uh, – uh, probably hit. We probably hit like – like 190, I think it is, with runners in scoring position. Oh, God. And I think – I do not think they have a hit today because Donaldson's was an error and Hicks had a sack fly. So, I do yeah. not think they have a hit tonight with runners in scoring position. Uh, there was a couple good ones that I had ready, locked and loaded. I mean, what the fuck? I could just bring them back Thursday night and 
it's not like it's going to yeah, change. Not, yeah, not going to go on a tear. <laughs> All right, we um, will head to the ninth, though, with a lead. How about that? that <laughs> Miraculous. That, uh, well, it's nice of the bullpen to pick up Cole again. Yeah, we've really buried the lead. Yeah, really, really, that's the problem here is the Cole situation. Like, this guy, uh, he's going to rely on a guy like that like from day one. Like, you don't, your ace doesn't need to ease into the season. Your ace has to come out ready to go. I mean, Scherzer had a no-hitter into the sixth tonight for the Mets. He pitched seven innings, one hit. I mean, that's what an that's what an A should do. Cole's no Scherzer. Uh, yeah, I thought he was, but apparently not. Yeah, man. He's, is he uh, the biggest goat on this team? It, it's hard. For, the only the only problem with that is it's the offense is the main issue on this team. But yeah. but would you consider would you consider Cole the biggest goat on this team? There's a lot of candidates. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's Cole. I don't, he's not yet. Not yet. Because last year, like, he still had a decent year for the most part. You know, he, like, led the, led the A.O. on wins. You know, he was up and down after the sticky tack thing. And then, obviously, the wild card game was a disaster. But he wasn't, like, overall, he wasn't, like, atrocious last year. And there's a lot of guys who have a lot of faith to make to make up with the fan base. Um. Gallo right now is a pretty big yeah. problem. G- Gallo, Glaber. Uh, Glaber, I, I still want to see like a couple months. But, yeah, no, the, the, the lease is, is short with Glaber. Even, like, like even Judge off to a slow start. And, that you know, like this with the whole thing with the contract going to the last minute. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, that at some point that's going to be an issue if he's not hitting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only a couple guys you trust if you need, like, base hit. And it's LeMahieu and Rizzo, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Stan and Judge I mean, would be, like, the next tear. Yeah, like, I still kind of trust Judge. He's not He's not to the point where I don't trust him. He's just off to a slow start. I guess it's, like, 10 games. But Right. First you know. and second, two outs, you need a single to go ahead. You take Rizzo and LeMahieu over him, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, they, you know, the problem, a big, a big problem, too. Yeah. Whoever's making the lineup, uh, it's not so much – it's not so much the order that guys are in. Hicks, well, it's in 345. Uh, it's not so much the order that, the, the, you know, they're putting these guys in. It's uh, it's kind of like the fact that LeMayhew has been off twice in, what, the first nine games of the season. You know, Rizzo didn't play in the finale on Sunday against Baltimore. I think it's – I just think it sends it – s- it sends a bad message to uh, the guys on the team that almost like October is a foregone conclusion, that they don't have to – oh, these games don't matter as much. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I just think that's – like – I I would hope that these guys aren't walking around, you know, carrying themselves like, you know, uh, we could just win 95 games in our sleep because, I mean, I know they've been in the playoffs every year since 2017, but, I mean, if you look at the last three years, it's been 
I mean, just an absolute regression. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if part of that is like just no, um, no sense of urgency from like the top down. Does that start with the front office and trickle down to the manager and trickle down to the players where they think they can kind of just show up and ah, we'll be in the playoffs and then it's a crapshoot. And, you know, I guess part of me is a little worried that this team is just like complacent with what, what they are. Like, yeah, hey, we weren't, we're in the playoffs the last few years. Here's the thing though. Like you, you, you might be right about that. And that's, I'm, I'm a believer that you have to kind of play your guys every day, kind of steady lineup every day is, you know, a, a, is not, you know, not a must win, but like you go out and you try, you're out in the field, you're trying, you're trying to win the game. And especially now, like you have incentives to kind of be that number one seed. I always thought there was, you know, good reason to you know, just win your division and everything else take, kind of takes care of itself. But there's also, the, there's also the distinct possibility that this team is just not good enough to, to be, to be like that kind of team that goes out there and just kind of play, play and wins every day. Like, obviously, I can win every day, but they might not be a team that can go out there and dominate for um, long stretches, like months at a time. They'll, they'll have their 12 games and, you know, they'll go nine and three or something. But yeah. it's, I, they, they might not be that team that can do that. And I, and, I, and I mean that from the guys on the field. I mean that from coaching staff. Or I mean that from the guys that put the team together. I, it's just they, they might not be – they're they're not the Dodgers. They're not. Um, Isn't that more incentive to play your best guys more often? Well, well, yeah. Well, you know, to me, yes, and you, yes. But to to them, they might think to get the most out of this team, they have to tinker every day to get to to figure out like the special sauce that day, what's working that day. And to them, they, you know, if they if they had guys that they, I, you know, what. I don't know what the team would have to look like for them to be like, you know what, this is our one through nine. You know, this guy platoons righty lefty. And, we'll, you know, maybe we'll flip-flop these, these one or two guys in the lineup occasionally. But, I mean, just to get like one through six or one through seven pretty steady would be nice. I don't know what the team would have to look like, though. I would think like a guy like Judge and a guy like LeMayu and a guy like Stanton would have set places in the lineup. And the fact that Hicks is either your leadoff guy or your sixth guy, like, doesn't make much sense to me. I think he's going to be leading off, though. I think you're going to see him leading off for the time being. Especially now, he just like, drew a walk again. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think you're going to see him leading off until he dips. Um, I, know, I, know, I don't have faith in him, and I feel like yours is probably on the same level. But if he stays healthy, I think uh, we're going to see him at the top of the lineup from now on. So you might actually. Yeah, I mean, get- I don't, I don't mind Hicks all that much. Le- leading him off is a little bit of a stretch, but they don't really have a leadoff hitter. So, yeah. No, to me, like to me, their four best hitters are Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Lemayhew. Like those guys should probably hit one through four. You could pick the order. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hicks looks like a leadoff hitter right now, stealing a bag. <laughs> um. I mean, if they want to hit Hicks when he's hot for the time being leadoff, that's fine, I guess. It's not like we have many other options. Well, Boone, it's not Boone like, said it's, he not like wanted, it's murderer's row. Boone, came, Boone said today that he wanted uh, LeMayu middle lineup because he wants him hitting with guys on base. 
which I, I could I, right. Lemayhew's probably the best option for a leadoff hitter. The only thing I like, the only reason I like Lemayhew in the middle of the order because he protects Stanton. Yeah. If you put Donaldson behind Stanton, if you put Gallo behind Stanton, like he's never going to see any pitches. Yeah. So if there does come a you know scenario, which it will happen, where Stanton is up with uh, you know second and third, two outs, it's not you're going to think twice about putting him on and having to face LeMahieu. There's a better chance he actually gets pitches to hit. Yeah. Well, so and, I do like LeMahieu. And, 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 like and, and even when they do put him on, you still you, you have DJ up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And with other guys, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, I mean, if Gallo's hitting behind Stan, why would you ever pitch to Stan? No, you would never situation? see a pitch. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and, and on the other hand, I don't, I don't want Hicks protecting any of those guys. Oh, God, no. Yeah. That's a, that's a case for Hicks in the leadoff hole, too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So maybe we, maybe we have to kind of, for the least painful place to have Hicks is the leadoff spot. That might make the most sense. Yeah, and I would actually like uh, Falafel uh, almost batting ninth, just like as a second leadoff guy. Yeah, sure, yeah. Because I, 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 I worry about him defensively. Offensively, I don't mind him. Like, he's, just a, he's kind of a punch and Judy guy. But, like, he gets on base, he steals bases, he goes first to third. Yeah. It seems like – I mean, everyone strikes out nowadays, but he doesn't seem like – you know, a guy who strikes out that much. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'd look at his numbers. But, like, he's actually been putting the ball in play, and that's, like, kind of a – I mean, the, I'm reaching here. I'm, I'm The bar is low right now with this team. Like, the fact that this guy's putting the ball in play. Well, like, we like that. Like. It's, oh, it's a good quality. We like that. It's a good quality to have. That was kind of when – when we got him, that was what we kind of hoped. Yeah. He's not, he's not uh, you know, he's not going to lead the league in exit velo. I'll tell you that. No, we, that's all we wanted was a guy to put the bat on the ball, get around the bases, and play a little day. That's all we wanted from this kid. He's a nine. He's a nine hitter. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. And he led. He did lead the league. They say led, led the league in singles last year. So you know he is what he is. Well, steals bags. Doesn't team, clog up the bases. Every team needs a nine hitter. Might as well make it a good one. Right. Right. So uh, I did hear Boone say today, like talking about this five and five start. He um, he was like, oh, you know, it's been cold. We've been getting to hotels late, you know, 10 games in a row. I'm like, you – like, what? I should not – like, that should not be – those kind of excuses should not exist in the vocabulary of a big league manager. Got to the hotel late. Come on. Yeah, man. I don't know what that is, man. It's been cold. It's April. You want to you play, play in October when it's cold. The idea <laughs> is to get cold to cold. Right. I mean, I've always said like the weather in April. I mean, if you're gonna if you want to get to where you're going, you're gonna have to play in cold weather. Yeah. Eventually. So. Yeah. I. I you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, does anyone pay attention to like what Boone says anymore? Unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, I do. And <laughs> it's really just to get, and it's really just for me to get mad at it. I think I don't think that's like only reason I listen. It's just to get mad at what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he just says, like, they asked him about Gallo last week, and he was like, yeah, as long as he's hitting home runs and getting on base, I'm not <laughs> worried. It's like, 
Well, he has no home runs. He's got no extra base hits, and his on base under three hundred. He hasn't walked. So, are you saying you're worried, or not? what are you talking about, man? <laughs> he hasn't like walked. They, they, this whole organization—it's like fucking propaganda machine. Oh it's yeah, like it's seventy-five and sunny outside, and you and, and you look out the window. It's a fucking hailstorm. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Well, I'm not worried about the hail. If it's if the sun's out and it's warm, it's going to be nice. But you know, but it's cloudy and dark. <laughs> yeah, Warren. Yeah, but it's, but it's April and it's going to be nice. Trust. Me. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they they constantly just talk about back of the baseball card, and he's like, oh, a couple guys with down years last year, expect to have up years this year. Well, at some point. The trend is the trend. And if things are going down and are going bad, they're going to continue to go down and go bad. Like not everybody recovers from that first off year. Sometimes it's just their time to not be a good baseball player anymore. Yeah, and I don't even know how you fix the things that they're bad at. Like hitting <laughs> with runners in scoring position. That's, I mean, it's definitely a skill. Like clutch is a real thing. I think we both agree with that. But how do you get better at that? You know, situational hitting. I you tell a guy to shorten up his stroke, but I'm not. Here we go tonight. Oh for ten with the scoring position. This is a, a nice little yes. Just kind of feed me a stat to make my point. I mean, uh, so I guess one ninety that is not rock bottom. Well, there's. Uh, did he get under that? Oh, yeah. Um, Over 11. Oh, and they've made – I had – this is a stat. I definitely had my notes for tonight. I think they've made uh, – they've made the second most outs on the bases this year. And that's something in the past few years that has been – an alarming trend is they make a lot of they make a lot of outs. Oh wow, yeah, they fire their third base coach and <laughs> to hope that they would fix everything. Brought in Luis Rojas. Yeah, got rid of Sanchez. It was a goof on the base paths. <laughs> Sanchez hitting two fifty eight. By the way, not that I miss <laughs> not that I miss Sanchez, but he's do, he's doing all right. There you go, uh, one for twelve. There you go. What do we say? First and second, two outs. Who would you rather have yeah, up? DJ, there he is. There you go. The right field. Full insurance run. Full insurance. Okay, yeah, well, Chapman comes in and give me more than a little bit of insurance. Yeah. And he downs to hit another two-run pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think of, what do you think of this move? <laughs> now, it's just like a headline thing. Sometimes – you know, you, you realize like you're in like the cultural wars of the 2020s or whatever the fuck, and like you don't know what to believe. But this guy's like a right wing pundit. You know, a guy named uh, you get you know a guy named Jesse Waters. <laughs> no, I do not know Jesse Waters. Uh, um, he was accused, and you know, I don't know. I didn't re- I didn't actually read the article. The headline was funny enough for me to just go with that. But he was accused of. He was at least accused of. Letting the air out of a younger co-worker's tires, a female, so he can give her a ride home. Oh, man. <laughs> that was his excuse. <laughs> oh, well. oh, so he admitted it? I know. I, again, I didn't read anything. It's just an accusation slash headline slash clickbait. So I don't even know. Like, I, you know, 
I mean, he just got to go fuck himself. But I mean, I'm not here to sully his name or anything. But oh, I, just, I, I think I, this guy looks familiar. Where is he? Uh, he's with Fox? Maybe may at some point. Yeah, he might still be. He might have his own show on Fox. I don't know. So he let air out of retire. So she's, she, they go like, oh, they're walking out together. Oh, shit, I have a flat tire. I'll give you a lift. One yeah, of those yes. jobs. Right, which, number one, like, shouldn't you, like, try and be getting your tires fixed? I, get, I don't know. Maybe you're working late to, to take care of it tomorrow. Is that the deal? But, um, yeah, I don't know, like, his situation, if he's married or what, which obviously changes that changes things up a little bit. But Yeah, he's on his second wife, it looks like. He got divorced in 2019 and got remarried in 2019. Right, so I'm trying to think of a – like, that's not like a – it's not like a cute – way to like you know meet your future wife or anything i don't think it is maybe maybe at some maybe somehow oh wait this is his future he this is the chick he's married to are you serious that's what the article says people i just fox news is jesse waters jokes about flattering future wife's tires so he could drive her home oh he married her so what is a cute story then see i I still think it's fucking weird It is, Fox. it is weird. I was being sarcastic, man. Uh. <laughs> I'm fucking cute. I think I was trying to think. There's gonna be a sweet spot in there, like like seven, like seventeen to 19, nineteen years old or something like that. <laughs> but there's nothing worse than like a how'd you meet story. But imagine you get caught in a how'd you meet story with another couple, and that's the story you hear, and you're supposed to you have to play it off like it's oh. You let her air out of her tires. Oh. <laughs> what did the what? What did the wait? So the does the wife know? So the wife obviously knows about it. Does she have anything to say in this article that you that you pulled up? That you're doing your research on here? Let me see. I, I didn't click on it, but let me let's click on it. I did not realize that was. I thought it was like a recent thing. I don't realize it was like. See, this is clickbait shit. I'm glad. It, I'm glad I didn't click it because it was worthless. The guy, yeah. the, guy looks, the guy looks like a weirdo. He looks like a creep. Yeah, he looks like a pundit. Um, oh, yeah. No, nah, like I, I don't see a con. What an insult. That's the worst <laughs> insult you can give it. You look like a pundit. Greg Gutfeld joked, you're basically the Zodiac killer. Like, yeah, that, that is the first thing I think of. <laughs> That's his colleague saying that. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that is the first thing I think of is that is a serial killer tactic. Yeah, seriously. It'd be better if he slashed the tires. I assume he didn't slash the tires, but it'd be better if he did. <laughs> it's the jagged cut down, down the side of the tire. Oh, I don't know what yeah. happened. Maybe maybe he didn't nail yeah, it. Yeah, why stop there? Throw a brick through a windshield next time. <laughs> yeah, it really scared the shit out of her. Yeah, really. Never want to leave your side. They'll blow you on the way home. Should be terrified. <laughs> I just hire a couple of guys to try and steal her purse in the parking lot. Right, little Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. Yeah, person. and as you you that you're there to scare him off. You're the big hero. <laughs> it's like Kingpin. With uh... <laughs> oh yeah, that, right, I didn't make that up. Man. It's been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't think I would ever admit that to my wife. 
my few like I. I'm not sure. Like you should. I just don't think it's a way to meet anybody or a way to get to spend time with anybody. I think that's really an inconvenience on somebody. And the woman who married him is a fucking dope, if you ask me. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh wait, you did what to my fucking? You touched my fucking car again. I'm gonna slice your hands off, you <laughs> son of a bitch. What if you're already like engaged, ready to be married, and he drops that on you? Like you, like you got him. You can't. I don't, you can't I, I, drop I, I, that story too soon. You can't do I, it on like the second date. Yeah, I don't know if you want to do the night before the wedding either, though. And also, I'm not. I don't appreciate being put in the position where I'm engaged to just waters here. But <laughs> what, do you, what would you do if you dropped that on you? Oh man. Um, when is it too? Soon? We need a woman's perspective. Like, when is it too soon to tell? The person you're dating that the reason you guys hooked up was because I let the air out of your tires. I think the longer you hold on to it, the more of a psychopath you are. And but, but, if you're too mm. soon, you're if you're too soon, you're also just too too much of a giddy douchebag. Right. No, she she invites you in for coffee after you give her a ride home. And be like, oh, by the way, this all could have been avoided if I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fuck with your car. Yeah, she called insurance on the way back. She's dealing with that shit. Like, there's, it's a really creepy way to go about it. And I think she's a dope. I think she ever should have married him. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't like, uh, definitely shouldn't be romanticizing this story. No, this guy, we should be macing this guy for, for uh, crimes in the past, committed in the past. Yes. Yes. You should definitely be maced. Society should be blowing the rape whistle on this guy. He's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, your future wife's not worth the effort, but. Uh, you yeah, can't, I feel like I'd be so embarrassed to admit something like this. Yeah, you've got to find a better way to get her attention or to spend time with her. Just fucking answer her coffee. Ask for, asking for a drink that drive you home. The second ever episode of Seinfeld is the stakeout episode when he stakes out a chick's place. He finds out where she works. Oh, yeah. The first mention of Art Vandela. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel um, like, I feel like that you wouldn't be, like, that's even weird. But this is like to another level. Like, the air out of the tires is way worse. Yeah. Well, all that Jerry had to go on was the was the uh, and I here here I am trying to defend Jerry, but uh, <laughs> all he had to go on was the firm she worked for, right? That's all he had. He knew where she worked. Yeah, I mean, he didn't yeah. fuck with her property. Yeah, just waiting outside is weird. Those waiting for her to leave. Is weird, but he couldn't ask Elaine for the name because, like, the previous dating history. Yeah, well, I mean, Yankees we've all, win, we've all like, yeah, Yanks 4 2 final, uh, six and five on the year. Um, nice job by the pen. Um, yes, what was I gonna say? Uh, <laughs> we've, we've all gone through, I don't want to say desperate measures because, like, well. You know, this guy, what the fuck's his name? Waters? That's desperate measures. But we've all, like, uh, jumped through hoops in order to talk to a girl. Probably a felony, too, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. uh, Yeah. At least a misdemeanor. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've all, like, like if, you know, it's, 
This almost screams. This this screams like it's like a mix between serial killer and high school. Yes. Like, oh, I'm gonna time it. I know she has fifth period English, so <laughs> I'm gonna be there when she, you know, is walking down uh, this hallway. Right, which is fine for fifth period English. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. I um, get, I get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't like it. No, I don't get. I don't, I, I, I don't like that he admitted it. Yeah, there's a lot wrong here. I would. I like, that's something he should. If, you know, I'd be perfectly fine with it if he just took it to the grave and he was the only person that knew about it, including I, like I wouldn't know about it either. I don't like that she accepted it. There's a lot wrong here. Yeah, I don't like that it was clickbait to me. That and if I was just like. Going off the show, the guy was a creep, and I would and I would make some assumptions from that headline, without having yeah. read, I didn't read the article. But there's a lot, a lot wrong here. There's a lot wrong. Admitting it might be the worst thing for me. Admitting it, people use yeah, because people use like social media and shit to stalk people, and I'm sure they've used that in order to run into somebody who they. Oh. Oh, right, either at some restaurant. And, yeah, it's fucking weird. Or they're regulars on a Friday night at this place, so they run into them. Something along those lines. Oh yeah, it's weird. But I think admitting it is like where, like, you come off as a creep. Yeah, proudly admitting it. Probably, probably puffing his chest out. Like, hey, remember that time it took you home, and I convinced you to come up to my apartment for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the first time we slept together, it was all based on me letting your air out of your tires. Yes. Gone home happy this guy's telling the story like it's some romantic story, you know, fucking won her a carnival prize or something. <laughs> like, that's not what this is, man. Yeah, real creepy. I don't see that working for 99 guys out of 100. No. No, that goes, that, that, that goes wrong in every other dude's life if they try that. Don't try, don't try that. Don't do that. It's like ever. something Michael Scott would do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, it would blow up in his face. Yeah, don't do something Michael Scott would do. Yeah, this is Michael Scott behavior. You're in the, ter- you're in the wrong territory there. <laughs> Agreed. All right. We learned something today. Don't be a Waters. Don't be a Waters. You look, you look like a Waters. You look like a pundit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Looks like a guy with an opinion. <laughs> Looks like a guy with an opinion, and he can't wait to tell you tonight at 9. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, are we ready to talk uh, Saul? You got anything else you want to touch on before? You get to uh, no, I think that was it. It was just sports, NBA, baseball. So, we had Better Call Saul's uh premiere last night, two hour premiere. Spoilers coming up, so beware. Although, yeah, not sure, there's not really much to give away, but um, yeah. So, if you haven't watched it yet, just pause us, go watch it, and then come back. Two hours, uh, nice, nice start to the season. You get a nice double episode last night. Now, did you watch it with commercials, or did you start it? No, I started at like nine forty-five and fast forward to the commercials. All right. 
I was, yeah, I, I basically started a little late myself. I caught up though by the end. Okay. Yeah, I never caught up. It was nice. Uh, no, yeah, I thought it was uh, really good. It was basically two different storylines going on simultaneous, right? You had, you know, what's going on with Saul right now. Yep. Who is, uh, you know, his wife, right? They're married. Kim. Yep. Is, uh, she's like completely broke bad. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a little twisted. Right, but aren't you rooting so hard against Harry Hamlin, though? <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, he kind of he stuck his nose into their business last year, and uh, or last season. And this <laughs> is you, know, you don't you just don't want to you don't you mess with the boy get the horns basically. Yep. And she's not you know where Saul's kind of ready to just kind of let it go. Kim's ready to tur- turn the screws and make make him out to be a, a cokehead. <laughs> That's the whole, yeah. the whole scheme is to make it look like he's a coke sniffing fucking lunatic. Just right, ruin, just ruin his reputation subtly. Sure? Right. So he plants uh, he plants the coke or the baking pot or whatever you want to call it, yeah. in, uh to make it look like it came out of his locker. Um, what else did they do? Uh, before, the previous season, they uh, he sent like two hookers into the uh, restaurant, restaurant, yeah, right in front of Cliff Main. He threw like a bowling ball at his house or something. Uh, oh, he threw a bowling ball through his uh, windshield. Oh, his windshield. Yeah, there was windshield. Yeah, there was windshield. Right, yeah. so you can give him a ride home. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was all a big part of the plan. He did so he could get more uh, FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have that, and then you have what's going on in Met. That, that's the real like edge of your seat storyline. Like what's going to happen with Ignacio and yeah. uh, Lalo? Oh, well, can, especially just, especially because it's two guys who aren't around for Breaking Bad, so you, you yeah. probably assume that it's going to end bad for both of them. Well, let me, let me just add something about the Kim and Jimmy storyline right now. Yep, is so or obviously near the end this is like a two-part season and i think it's gonna i don't know how many episodes it is but it's gonna end in like august i think i think it's uh seven episodes and then they come back for another six in july okay so 13 episodes and we're really close to the end and saul's not even close to being like the saul that we know so like it's almost, I'm almost getting the impression like when we see Saul, like his life gets just out of hand. And when we see Saul breaking bad, it, it is the point in his life where it's just completely out of control. He doesn't know what he's doing. Doesn't, I mean, he's kind of, he, he's, he's just kind of getting by by the skin of his pants. Yeah. It's going to be like a mad dash to be that guy when it actually happens. But he's not there yet. You see it. Like he's apprehensive with some of this stuff. It's a lot of fu. I mean, if I, if anything we know about him is he does not like the establishment. No, like, he, he, you would think he would kind of revel in it, but here he is, kind of saying, "Not, I, you know, I just, just want to partake in, in this fu situation." And like, I don't know what happens with Kim, but I feel like whatever does happen, it's gonna it's it's, it's a spiral into the Breaking Bad world into Walter White, and when he gets there, it's just like. It's him 
it's like just full slipping Jimmy, basically. And you think that what leads him to go full Saul Goodman is whatever goes down with Kim, however it ends for her? I mean, I would assume, I would assume so. I mean, it, it sounds like too easy. But I don't know if she's like the inspiration behind it or if she, like whatever happens with her, just sends him into complete I don't give a shit mode, like give me all the money I can get from these guys. Yeah. I mean, he's dipped his toes in illegal, like kind of not illegal, but like semi-legal type endeavors. Um, but we haven't really, you know, we haven't seen him go. You know, he's got that bag of money in his closet now. <laughs> so yeah, so he, it seems like he does still have a bit of a conscience. Yeah. And when you see him in Breaking Bad, he's just—it's gone. He's gone by then. Yeah. So it, it might—it might come to like an fu moment in his life, where he's just like, "I'm—I'm going to be Saul Goodman twenty-four-seven now." Right. In that opening scene they show where his house is getting cleaned out, yeah. that's like the first peek into his life um, post Better Call. So like. During Breaking Bad, he was obviously a supporting character. You never saw what he went home to. Yeah. You didn't really know anything about his personal life. That was like the first peek into like, oh, where he lives. And he lived in some like, looked like some gaudy mansion. Yeah, at least he made up to look like a mansion, yeah. Right, the inside of it. Everything very tacky. Gold gold toilet. Yep. Um, Yeah, I miss seeing seeing our guy Gene at the beginning. Right, kind of, Takovic. Kind of, yeah, kind of look forward to seeing him at the beginning of those seasons. Um, I assume we'll see him by the end because I believe last season when he they we showed him when they showed him, yeah, it was uh, somebody recognized him and made a phone call, and I heard someplace today where it was like maybe whoever is calling him, maybe that's like a Lalo connection, maybe Lalo. That didn't die, you know. Maybe he did come back. Um, maybe that's a connection um, with Gene Takovich. There's a mm. Lalo tracks him down at the end. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he he makes a call to uh, rest in peace, Robert Forster, at the beginning of last season, telling him to get him out of there, and then. Halfway through the conversation, I believe he goes, "Screw it, I'll handle it myself." Oh, right. Okay, my okay. I, I had it a little bit backwards. So yeah, somebody did recognize him, um, but we don't know exactly who that is. Yeah, no idea what the connection is. Well, leave us, leave us hanging on. Um, but yeah, Lalo Salamanca lives. That was uh, Gus Fring's line. Great line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there, that's like the tension. But really, we got maybe one of our favorite things to see in a movie or a show, at least for you and me, one of our favorite things to see is like a shady motel scene. Oh, yeah. And, oh, we had a, just a whole, you know, a whole sequence there. We had, we had, we had um, the kid just locked up there, pacing back and forth in this – shitty hotel room with the with not with a non-working ac being staked out and then we have a shootout in the shitty hotel parking lot so um couldn't ask for anything more (laughs) 
<laughs> and, Gu- and Gus sets him up, right? He he puts the uh, the information. He, he first of all he trades out a safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Inside the safe, he puts a fake bank statement showing that he got money wired from somebody to like what to whack Lalo, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. There's money going and they had the address of the hotel. Yeah. Right. So kind of as a misdirection to be like, phone, oh, these people, number. yeah, these people paid him 50 grand to whack Lalo. Yeah. And the, of course, the, the information with the hotel on there. Yeah. Right. I mean, Gus is a cold motherfucker. He's just like, all right, well, that backfired. We got to eliminate Nacho now. Yeah, but also you got to – like the, the Lalo, the Salamanca is a little too smart to, to not bring that kid in alive, although they almost didn't. Um, a little bit of a callback to the Hank scene when they tried to he tried to run him over. Yeah, yeah. Reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, they got they, – they I mean, it, they have him at this point, right? He crashed the car. You would think the Salamancas have him. Oh, did he? Yeah, he crashed. I guess they didn't, they didn't show if he was stuck there or if he kept driving. Like, yeah, they just he just sort of crashed. No, I mean, he, he looked like he fucked up the car pretty good. I'm assuming the Salamancas have him, and then he calls Mike. I mean, is he in a room? Is he in a room with the with those cousins when he calls them? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, I, could, I, did, I in my mind he got away. But I guess you're right. That I mean, he he could very well just crash and been right there. Yeah, it seems like he went pretty like hardcore there. Like he, he seemed like he was pretty fucked up. But yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, you're right. But they never did show. They didn't. They didn't show the. They didn't show the car there. No, and they left it open ended. Yeah, they also didn't show it driving away. Right. What they, did, they did show was so. Who's following Kim and Jimmy at the end of the episode? That I do not know. It looked yeah. like Airman Trout's car, but I don't think it's Mike because, I mean, if they want you to think like this stuff's happening at the same time, then Mike is yeah. with Gus right now. But it looked like Mike's car. Isn't he driving a similar car? I don't know. Like a Buick or like Oldsmobile or something, yeah. Um, I, I, I read online like people thinking it was Lalo, but didn't Lalo say he was going back South, like he want, he was gonna go into the states, and then he said, "Oh, I could figure out what I need to down here." Yeah, he was gonna. He was. Yeah, we didn't steal this guy's truck to get over. He's not gonna bring a stolen truck over the border, right? So it's not. I don't think it's him. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I don't know. I I I didn't really think too too hard about it. Who? I mean, who would be following them? Is it a cartel guy? Is it uh, you know, who's who's Lalo's guys up uh, north of the border? I don't know if he does. He have anybody up there? I mean, his his guy would be Nacho. Like that's uh-huh. that was his. He's the only guy. Probably second in command. Yeah. Um, but what would what would Lalo even have to gain from Saul at that point? Does he know about the Saul connection to Nacho? That's true. Yeah, he might. He, yeah, I guess. Because Saul has Saul's connected to everybody. He's connected yeah. to Mike. Yeah, I mean, Mike is who bailed him out of the desert. Yes, and yeah. Lalo does not know about that. Yeah. 
So yeah, all right. I mean, I could, I guess, I could see Lala wanting to put eyes on Saul, but uh, yeah, I don't know who's tracking him. Yeah, I get. It's been a couple of years now, and I just uh, you dive right in. You really would do yourself a favor if you just rewatched the last season. Yeah, yeah, I did watch a good portion of the fifth season leading yeah. up. Okay, that's helpful. That's very helpful. I just figured yeah. by the time the end of the season comes around, I'll be a little a little better versed on where we are. I do enough reading on what's going on to kind of catch myself up. So that's always right. Fun. So by the end of the season, I'll be good to go. I'll be an expert. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll, because of the maybe because it gets broken up, I'll get all fucked up again. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Only time will tell. Um, did you know, did you figure out what happened? He goes for coffee. Lala was for coffee. Did you, I didn't realize what happened. I, I, I just kind of forgot about the whole scene, but I was reading about it today. And do you know what happened when he, when Lala went to go have coffee at that little hut there, little house? Oh, he killed them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he told he pulls the scissors out. Yeah, but, he, but yeah, that he's the body. Like that's like the cadaver he leaves behind as himself. Because remember, they're like they, they said he was dead, and there's dental records. Oh, okay. And remember how when he got there, he's like, "How's his teeth? Like how's dentist treating him or whatever?" So he's been he was like set up to be his fake body or whatever. Wow, that's power, man. When you have a fake body ready to go. Yeah, well, he wasn't quite ready. He had to finish off. <laughs> so his dental records were... This... Like forged to match Lalo. That's, our... that's some cartel shit, man. Yeah, I don't know how it was done exactly, but... Yeah. Wild. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that is some shit right there. So yeah. I see that I didn't. I knew he killed them, but I thought he killed them because he needed to be a ghost. Basically, he couldn't have one person knowing he was That's alive. Better. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Yeah, they checked the dental records, and it was it was that guy. But it was it was Lalo's dental records or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how I would have picked up on that without reading about it today. They really, just, right. they really just dove right into it and are giving us everything they got. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just thought he was a murderer, and that's what he does. He kills people. But yeah. all right, it was a little bit of a you know method to his madness. I look guess. at you just look at you just brushing off a, a cold murder. Get get this coffee, and just wax the family. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was asking about like one of their kids and the the dentist. Yeah. yeah, me too. Like this is people who he trusts or something. Yeah. yeah. And people who people who will be loyal to him because he takes care of like they're not. They're so not he's got like them. an inside dentist, like Well yeah, we haven't we seen a uh I don't well, know. Well Gus has a doctor. Gus has a doctor down there. Oh it's Gus that's not Lalo's guy. Okay. That's Gus's guy. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know. What am I? Anything else we're missing from 
Um, Jim Kim, Saul. I mean, you think somebody could, like Howard could have hired somebody to follow them? Um. Oh, that's a possibility. Like he maybe he's on to them a little bit. Maybe I mean, he probably he probably got rumblings that Jimmy was uh, at the club that he was at. He maybe he puts two and two together. He's the one who planted the coke. He's still fucking with me. Yeah, it was a big. Um, it was a big to do there. Was his, his whole rant about anti-Semitism and that and that guy obviously hates him. And that guy, right. I think, is on a good. I think the guy that he, you know, the guy from, um, I forget the guy's name, man. Which one? Kevin? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Bald guy? Yeah. He's like, I'm, I assume he's in good terms with Hamlin still. Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah. So, I mean, if, it would probably, if he's going to bitch to anybody about seeing McGill there, it would probably be Hamlin. But I guess son of a bitch was here today. All right. Yeah. So, I, for sure, it could, yeah, that's a good point. It could definitely be. And something's gonna go wrong, right? It's not. It's nothing's gonna go smoothly. So it could very well right. be they get nabbed doing this and this. You know, Kim loses their license, whatever the fuck. Yeah, some some's going down, for sure. Did you, yeah, I mean, you, at worst, she's getting disbarred. Or I should yeah. I say, at best. Yeah, at best. Yeah. She, she did you remember? Disbarred. Did you remember this couple from the first season? No, I had I had to look them up, and then once I read about them, I remember. Yeah. It was from season one. They were like hiding in the woods at some point. They embezzled a bunch of money and shit. Yeah. yeah. And they had like a briefcase full of money in the woods or some shit. Yeah. yeah they were just camping like in the like, a walking distance to their, from their house. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not the best criminals in the world. Nah. But, uh, nope. Yeah. Pretty, that was pretty funny scene when he's. When the wife's just yelling at the husband the whole time and he's being so nice. He's like, Oh, you guys are married Mazeltov. He's like, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> these people. Uh, yeah. Oh no. If you like think about just the action that we saw and you think about like the storyline, not really mm. much happened. <laughs> No, nah, it was it was uh it felt like it was fast paced though. Yeah, yeah. No, not I don't mean that in a bad way. That's kind of the show where it moves, but it's never it's never like the action never comes like in droves, never fast, fast. But you're not, you you always feel like it goes by fast. Yes. Like, slow storytelling that moves. Um it's all good, man. Like it it's all it just all works. The pieces are in place going yeah. forward. The, the the mistakes you've seen with like any kind of reboot slash prequel, whatever whatever it is, or even like a sequel, is they try and be too much like the original work. And Saul's always been really good at kind of figuring out what made them different from Breaking Bad, and made yeah. it own little made its own world, and it. You know, they had certain elements of Breaking Bad. Obviously, it's an Albuquerque, and you have a lot of the same shots here and there. And you have, obviously, some of the same characters. And occasionally, a character from Breaking Bad will show up. Um, but they've done, like, such a, a great job of um, just creating it as its own show without needing Breaking Bad, except for as, like, the source material and where it's all going. Right. 
No, I agree. I mean, like this, like the Sopranos movie is a prime example for me. Like right now, is that tried to be something it could never be, and fell completely on its face. Yeah, well, Breaking Bad, or should I say, Better Call Saul? Like it, you're in the same world. It feels like that Breaking Bad was. It has like the same feel to it. Yeah, for, oh, for sure. But uh, but don't you think like. That yes, there's the same feel, the same world. That's that's true, but don't you feel like like Breaking Bad would kind of move at breakneck speed at times? Like everything was a cliffhanger, and like there's a lot of tension in this show, but I feel like it's still I feel like it's still different. Like I feel like Breaking. Oh Bad no, it's a like, different show. I just mean like the settings. It just feels oh, like yeah, you're yeah. in that world. The Sopranos didn't feel like you were in that world. No, no, Sopranos felt like you were. And yeah, it sometimes felt like you were in somebody pretending to be in that world. Yeah, really, which is really not good. Really, not <laughs> what you, really not what you want to do when you're the guys who are actually creating the material. Yeah, you got to do something genuine and true to the characters, which mm-hmm. with that movie was not. I was actually thinking about today. Like I just can't. Like <laughs> can't. We were so talking about it, but like. This flash in my mind that Dickie Moltisanti coached deaf little leaguers. What? I don't know if that that might have been in his imagination. What? I mean, who's letting that kid, that guy, narrow little league team? Sharing his name and shit. Yeah, that was definitely in his like fantasy world. Subconscious something, and I was always the whole thing like he killed his fiance, his girlfriend, or no, he just killed his gumad the same way that Christopher killed Adrian or almost killed Adrian, like choking her out. Oh, like a big connection. I was supposed to be like, Oh wow, the father chokes out a bitch and doesn't choke out a bitch. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I didn't think about that one. Killed her in the ocean, right? Yeah. I should have walked out of that movie. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm mad at it, I stay for the whole thing. Even when I watched yeah. it, even when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, I don't need to see this. This is not good. That's it. That's the last time. Have you revisited it? It's on HBO Max now. You can watch it anytime. I, I revisited it like a couple times, like when it first came out. I haven't been back though. Think you'll think you'll ever pop back in? Uh, maybe if it's like on. I don't know if I'm gonna go out of my way to put it on, but if it's on, I might. When I was in uh, Florida, I, t- I I don't know if I talked about it on the show with you, but uh, I went to that restaurant my uncle likes down there, Cafe Margarano, uh, and that was like one of their big things. Like they were the first restaurant that I knew of that did like the the mob movies in the background. Yep. And when I, when we went in, it was the end of the Sopranos movie. <laughs> it was very, oh, really? Yeah. And uh, after that, for the remainder that I was there, the movie The Drop was on. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that movie, I can't find that movie anywhere for free on uh, Comcast. You got to like rent, you got to pay for it to rent it. I own that movie, but does somebody have it? Where is it? I own that movie. But I don't know where it is. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I have a couple oh, they had the drop on. I'm surprised they put the drop on. Yeah. You never know what some, what movies that you know people are going to consider. Yeah, I don't know if he was doing like a Gandolfini thing or what. Oh, maybe, couple, yeah. I got a couple movies out for rental that I need back. How many case? I got to figure that out. I don't know who has it. Um, before we came on um, tonight, we got a, a, a suggestion. I want to address it with you. Okay. So we got suggested to do a show and watch the, the Batman movie, the new Batman movies on HBO now. I have, I gotta be honest with you, I have like little to no interest in this movie. What is, um, who's the director? Someone famous direct, is directing it, right? He, I guess, but I don't know his name. I don't know what else he directed. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't even realize it was on HBO Max. I, I brought it up on the, on the guide and I saw 177 minutes and I mean, I don't know. That's gonna yeah, be. I mean, I don't mind the time. That's not. That's not why I'm out on it. I just don't have any interest. Matt Reeves. That's not who I was thinking of. John Turturro's the Penguin. No, Colin Farrell's a pe- Colin Farrell's a Penguin. Oh, uh, who the hell is John Turturro playing? Turturro's in it. Yeah. Huh. Paul Dano's the Riddler. Oh, John Turturro's Carmine Falcone. I don't know. I haven't seen a Batman movie since the Nolan ones. Yeah, I don't like this kid that plays Batman. Not a big fan. Pattinson? Yeah, I saw him like in, uh, you know, the Safdie brothers, the guys who did um, Uncut Gems. He was yeah. like, he was in their first movie, and it was this kind of, he played like this New York kind of scuzzy guy. And I just didn't, he was like the worst part of the movie for me. It didn't, didn't fit the role at all. He wasn't. He didn't like didn't didn't hit the notes they expect from that kind of character. At least I didn't think so. And uh, just they just didn't do for me. And I only know if I then I've only seen him like you know, those other like he's a vampire or whatever. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything to be honest. I know he's in the Twilight movies, but I don't think I've actually ever sat down and watched him in a movie. I don't, know, I don't know where my fucking copy of the drop is. Who the fuck did I give it to? And uh, the love interest is what's her face? Yeah, I've never seen a movie with this guy. The love interest is what's her face? Zoe Kravitz? Right, yeah. She's Catwoman? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's... How many Batman movies can you make? <laughs> a, a billion of them. Maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it. But that's, it just feels like a chore. The three hours for a superhero movie, three hours. That's I mean that's a lot. Yeah, I've done it for superhero movies, but like I don't know. There's not that I was movies. gonna. I got like they start comparing like like you know like I didn't like that Joker movie. They're like, oh, it's like uh, King of Comedy and The Taxi Driver, like all rolled into one. I'm like, well, let's go watch the King of Comedy then. And this one, they're like, oh, it's like a, it's like a seven. 
Like, I'll just go watch Seven. Like, oh, it's know. it's dark, this one? Yeah. Hmm. I think the Riddler's like a serial killer. Huh. Which, I'm not, I'm not against that, like, storyline, but, like, you know, I just... Uh, if it's going to be seven, like I'm just going to watch seven. Like don't make don't make Batman seven. Just do is watch seven. Do something else. All right, so they're going for a dark Batman. Okay, which is which is fine. But I, again, I don't see that. I just don't see myself engaging for that amount of time with this Batman. Because it's going to lead to more films too, probably right can't just make one Batman. Oh, no, no. It's not the last one. There's going to be more. I'm sure. You think if there was a different, if there was a different actor playing Batman, would you give it a shot? Um, yeah, probably, maybe, depending on who it is. They really, do, yeah, it would really just depend on who it is. That of a Batman was Affleck. Did you, did you see any Affleck Batman? A little bit. I don't think I've ever seen any of those movies in full. Was I've he seen, bad, Batman? I've seen parts of him. Uh, he's like played like an older. I didn't. It wasn't great. It was that. Uh, it was just kind of so-so. Seemed like an odd choice for me. But he, he was like supposed to be playing like an older Batman, like kind of weather-worn. You know what I mean? Not like this fresh-faced Bale jumping around kicking ass. Yeah, but he's Ben Affleck, though. Like, I don't see him as Batman. He should be dropping his R's, playing some Boston <laughs> goofball. Yeah, he's almost like, you know, he's almost too much of like a street hood. <laughs> to yeah. Be Batman. Yeah. He should be running around chasing guys with a paddle. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just really depends. Like this, having this kid play Batman really just shows me that I'm just out of touch. I'm starting to be out of touch <laughs> with, with kind of the tastes of the world. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't see it. And and people were like, "Oh, you got to watch this this movie." Like they got to watch that Safety Brothers with him. I love Uncut Gems. I was like, "All right, maybe they did something with this kid." In this movie, but I I did not I didn't like it in the movie. I I tried. It wasn't good. I he played like a New York kind of scuzzy street drug type guy with some problems, and he just didn't he just didn't do it for. Me. He just didn't hit didn't hit it for me. Just it, it, I didn't buy it. I liked the movie, but he was the worst part of the movie. How long ago was, did those Twilight movies come out? Like 10, 15 years ago? I guess. I don't know. There's a billion. There's a fucking billion of them. They're I know. On, I, they're, on all, they're on TV all the time. I looked it up one day. There's like five of them. Five billion of them, yeah. <laughs> but what, like, what, what was that about? Like the whole vampire werewolf kick? Is that like a phase we went through as society where like chicks wanted to bang werewolves? What happened there? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think there, there are books and they're like, I saw these hot people in the, in the movie and let's do a bunch of them. Yeah. I've, I've seen more of those movies than I like to admit because my wife likes them. I still have no idea what 
I could not tell you. I couldn't tell you one like storyline. I don't understand any of it. I don't get it at all. Like I know the girl has a baby at some point. I don't know whose baby it is. I don't think it's that guy, but maybe it's that guy. Also, maybe it's the maybe the werewolf has something to do with it. I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. Not that I've really like tried to put the effort, but I've seen enough of it where I, you would think I pick up on something by like osmosis. I got no idea what's going on. Yeah, I was I was watching it one day with my wife, and I I couldn't. I I think I knew what was going on. I just couldn't understand the appeal. I was like, yeah, he's a fucking weirdo vampire. Why would she go near him? End of movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, yeah. If your daughter went near a vampire, would would you be like, yeah, don't go near that guy? Yeah, he's not a fucking weirdo fucks. Not a good guy. Drink your blood. Not a guy to go near, no. (laughs) Not a guy to watch you near. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the good ones. Okay. Yeah, they all say that. I don't even like how he looks in the Batman mask. Looks weird to me. I don't know. I do like younger actors. I'm trying to think like who I like, or I could say like I'm a little bit with it. Oh, like actors like what, 30 and under, 35 and under? I have no idea. Let me see. Under 30, under 35, under 30. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> it's a tough list. Okay, it's the first five. I don't know. Well, like best actors under thirty-five. Yeah. Is that what you googled? Yes. Jack Efron. Is he on the list? I don't think I got. I don't know if I got to him yet. This can't be real. A couple kids from. Who's carrying the mantle right now for younger actors? Carrying the torch. I like this guy, Ty Sheridan. He was in. Um, I see him in two movies recently. He was in The Card Counter. What else was he in? Oh, and he was in uh, what was that movie? The um, of the Tender Bar. So two mm. movies that he was in this year. Uh, yeah, I don't know any actors. Oh, I know uh, Miles Teller is thirty-five. Um, Miles Teller, yeah, Top Gun, right? Oh, is he in the new Top Gun? He was in the drum movie. Drum movie? Whiplash. I didn't see that. Yeah, neither did I, but I know he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've seen him. Oh, I, I know a movie I saw with him. The the boxer one. He played um He played what's his face? The guy from Philly, Vinny uh Vinny Pazienza. All right. That might be the only movie I've ever seen with him. All 
I don't know. I guess I don't know young actors. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend's on his list. Well, there's a better chance I know some of the younger female actresses. Then. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and and Jesse Waters is the creep. <laughs> what? I mean, geez, they're not 15. Like Jennifer Lawrence, how old is she? Uh, she's yeah, she's not. She's not. She can't be 30, right? I'd say she's probably. Early 30s. 31. Oh, all right. You're right. Early 30s. I think Hollywood maybe is better at producing younger female talent these days. That might be true, looking at these names. Best actresses under 40, we'll say. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, she's been around forever, though. Carl Johansson's like might be like my number one. Like she's the best, best actress, just best all around, well rounded. <laughs> she could do it all. Uh, oh, Emma Stone. She's like, is there a, a guy, a male equivalent to like how good Emma Stone has been? Like she's been in a lot of shit. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how to compare. What's, the, what's who's the male? Emma Stone was in Emma Stone, Emma Stone was in La La Land. She was in that almost one Best Picture. Um, she was in the <laughs> Battle of the Sexes movie. She was in some stupid TV show. My wife just watched on Netflix. Um, right. No. I obviously, know. obviously, she goes back to Super Bad. Like I, I feel like I, I know like work that she's done. At least. Yeah, I don't know who the male equivalent. That's what I'm saying. There isn't Brie Larson's another one. Like she's worked a lot. Margot Robbie's 31. Mm. It's a mm. much more impressive list of females than males right now. Like young. I gotta say, this you know the thing is, I think like Tarantino was talking about, or maybe Scorsese. Like you just don't get like the rough and tumble guys anymore. You don't get like everybody's so. Like pretty, like prettied up now. You don't get the guys that are. You don't get any Nick Cages. Uh, yeah, she's Nick Cage is gritty with like, and and eccentric. You don't get like Buscemi anymore. You don't get yeah. it. You don't get it. You don't. There's no John Turturro, the next John Turturro out there. Yeah, no Turturros. It's depressing. It's very depressing. There's no Nick Turturros out there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're lacking Taturos in Hollywood. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Everybody's seen. Everybody's just kind of too perfect. Everybody wants that, like you know, that uh, perfect jawline and those six pack abs, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to be like the leading Instagram model, whatever the fuck. Yeah. We yeah, need some. Yeah. We need some bench players. Right. Well, I, let me think. Like, there's probably a few of those guys, but maybe they're a little bit older on, right? I mean, you still have like, uh, I don't know, like Schillinger, right? He's like an older guy that's he's, he's been around forever. He's old though. Yeah, I'm trying to think like who's. I don't know. Like who? Give me like who's uh, who's like an up and coming like John Goodman? Nobody. Yeah, jeez, no. Even like. Uh, 
even Draper. I mean, he yeah. he kind of tries to dirty it up a little bit, but I mean, he's still like world's most handsome man. It's impossible to right to get that dirty enough to to make it look like a Totoro, <laughs> you know. So maybe it's just that we there are these guys out there that are kind of like kind of still grinding it out right now. There's no Madsons. There's no or like Madsons. a uh, what's his face Breaking Bad, um, Cranston. Oh, Cranston was just a working actor. It's hit, it's hit it. It's right, but I'm saying maybe there are some actors out there who are just grinding away right now. And then eventually they're going to hit it big and you're going to be like, yeah, they were working this whole time. They were just putting the work in. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah like, oh, yeah, Oldenkirk, who was, you know, doing like... Yeah, he's another example. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. Just like, I feel like there's a little bit of a street representation before. And now, I don't know. Now I feel like everybody's too fucking pretty. Yeah. For their own good. That's what they're going for. I don't like it. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think that's it, man. I think that's the show. What do you think? You got anything else? That's it. I'm tapped. All right. Well, until Thursday, we'll go live on Thursday night. Check us out then. Thanks for listening and spending time with us this time here on Sunday 4. We'll be back then. And we got it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we will check in on you later on in the week. Peace. All right. Hey, good show there, Ant. All righty. Um, we think we're going to do... Uh... Do the Tuesday for the for seal for the next six weeks. Yeah, that's fine. All right. All right. Oh, um, you know who's good, actually? No, I thought about it. The dude um who the green book guy. A moonlight. I don't know how old he is though. Ali. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's really he might be he might be older though. I feel like he's older, yeah, for sure. Late bloomer. But still good, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just there's so far and few between. Um, like any kind of old school type guy. I, I don't know, man. I just I feel like they don't – like I think it was um, Tarantino was talking about. You just don't get these kind of guys anymore. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Are there any like good like comedic actors out there? Uh, are there any funny movies anymore? Yeah, it's true that? too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. Kumar, is he still working? Or Harold? 
21 <laughs> still working or no? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I got nothing, man. Yeah. I got nobody. That's it. That's it, man. All right. Well, good shit, Ant. We're going to get this out to the world. I'll talk to you soon, all right, bud? All right. See ya.